Hey, what's going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Financial Griot, aka TFG. I'm one of three of the co-hosts, Atlanta Elson. And you know, here at the Financial Griot, we love just talking stories. Ooh, <laughs> well, yeah. we just Ooh, talk, yeah. right? A lot of talking, but it's all in um the goal and the, the objective is to just try and make us better people and to share our stories and hopefully to gain the knowledge so we can become wealth builders and create a community that we always sought to do. So Lawrence, one of my, two of my co-hosts or one of my co-hosts, Lawrence Gonzalez is here with me. Lovely is not. I just want to give her a big shout out because she just graduated with her master's in business administration such a hater but lovely we love you we so proud of you and yeah bigs up so she's not here today but she's at graduation and we'll be celebrating with her in the near future but i got lg with me so what's up lg how are you i'm doing fine i'm not gonna be celebrating her like i don't want to celebrate these accomplishments of others (laughs) of others Stop being such a leader. She out here living her dreams. I only have a bachelor's, so I'm out here like I I, I was trying to hold her down. You have a certificate, right? Mm, A certificate is finance in what's called certified fraud examiner. No, certified fraud examiner. Yeah, include that. Yeah, I could could spot frauds. That's what I could do. (laughs) (laughs) That's a scam right there. Yeah, I pay money month um, annually, so obviously I still still I still got it. Was that's part of your uh, auditing position? No, right? it, it's not necessarily part of the auditing, but you could pick it up, and it kind of makes you look a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But it's still mm-hmm. not anything because I, I need to pick up something like a certified financial auditor. No, I thought that's what it inter- was. Certified internal auditor is another certification, or you could get a certified public accountant certificate out there. So there's a couple other things you can get to pick up. And that could make you look like a viable candidate for uh, raises and roles and such. But I'm sitting, you know, I'm still in my saltiness, man. I'm sitting in the corner salty. Yeah, I'm still trying to get that uh, CPC. Uh, But I'm going to wait until my employer um, offer the course again so I could get it for free. They're just just giving black women opportunities to succeed. Boo! That's everyone in the company. (laughs) (laughs) excuses just like a black man (laughs) twitter be weird there's some spaces twitter is just like what's wrong with some of these guys they're so angry what's uh i can't i can't i can't even start on that but i I think that's that's gonna be in their future again like i'm not gonna stop until i get it and i just don't want to invest the the money myself again so i'm just gonna wait until they offer it most likely they will um, because it will make me a viable candidate aside from my master's because I do a lot of claim uh, analysis and a lot of data reporting. So just learning about, uh, well, I'm, I'm already in the revenue cycle of healthcare management, but just learning about coding and the reason and the body parts, anatomy and stuff like that and chart reviewing, I think that would make me really good. Um, maybe I can possibly work for um, a hospital or something like a revenue cycle cycle uh, manager, RCM. Oh, so you're the person that make up the weird, uh, the cost for everything. That's I work with be? the costs. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're just making up costs in the corner, like the contracts and what, stuff what we, like what that. What are we charging today? For they made, they made six figures. They made pretty good money. But yeah, uh, they, obviously they make it by, by, by gutting people. It's like, hey, you know what? This health, healthcare guys is, is, is such a business. 5,000. It's, it's, it's such a business. I can't even tell you. Even with my new position, I'm, I'm not sure if I share with you and, um, lovely, like it's, it's just been, 
lately or just me just getting more into the thick of things just like a mental burnout like today i i scheduled myself i was off today so i scheduled myself to get a um a massage and i think i'm gonna continue doing that for like every two or three weeks or something for myself yeah, soft, I life, just, soft life mm-hmm. i just fell asleep <laughs> and like i forgot i was at getting a massage and because it's it's becoming a bit much of, of the the capacity of everything I have to learn, not not necessarily just learn, communicate to others. Cause we work with off offshore uh stakeholders in India. So it's mm. a lot. Yeah. And I feel like the pressure is on me because I have executives uh sitting in these meetings as well. So I'm talking, I want to make sure I'm not I'm not sounding dumb. I'm not sounding anything. I'm communicating the right information. So it's a little pressure and just a lot because I deal with a lot of specialties. So I'm just like, yo, but um, I think it's just a good opportunity for me to learn and to expand my knowledge and my skill set. So I'm up for the um up for the chat up for the challenge, but I do feel that that mental burnout a bit and it's it's just getting started. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh bruh. So mm-hmm. I, I need to I need I gotta well, I'm happy I have my best friend so I could talk to her more about how she balanced it out because I don't know. This this who I get. I'm trying to get all these damn degrees. Hey, <laughs> you know, you're, you're pushing, corporate you're pushing that, yeah. <laughs> climbing a corporate ladder. You're pushing know. upwards. You're you're punching the ceiling down. Like <laughs> y'all there. I mean, kicking the glass ceiling, punching in the ceiling. Uh, up? Uh, I don't know which one. Shattering the glass ceiling or something. Yes, that's it. But why would you shatter a glass ceiling? Would it fall on top of your head? That's a good point. Hey, see, hey, logic out here from the bachelor's degree earner. There it is. But you'll be protected if you do it smart enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a problem, but I, I see what you mean. Like, there's some points that you do have to keep pushing because uh, looking back now, I'm, I'm almost entering the tenth year of working for the government already. In position. Yeah, Damn. I was hired December 17, 2013. 2014? Oh, 2013. thirteen. Yeah, December Damn. 17, twenty thirteen. It would bring me to ten years. I'm like, whoa. LJ, you old baby. Woo, it's been there for a bit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, move, like, papa. No, there's other people. It gets crazy enough. There's other people that have been there way before me. So I'm looking at them like, woo. Ah, it it wears on you because. I've seen people kind of, you know, stay in the same position, same role where I'm kind of stuck at right now, but I don't necessarily want to be stuck at this position in the staff auditor position. I don't do want to move up to the manager position, but after, you know, being rejected twice for the role, I kind of fell into like this salty, I'm just going to milk the the game for it is kind of position. And maybe I got too comfortable there because now I'm like, "Ah, I don't know, try harder, but I'm still getting paid pretty well. So I'm confused. Hmm. it's a weird space that i'm in but i am seeking mentoring i do have a mentor now um so we'll see where that goes but i do need to work on some level of certifications and even to a point maybe switch different directorates or even switch different agencies if i could find another role that's remote that's another problem too not like yeah i'm yeah, good where that. i'm at i'm happy where i'm at i'm comfortable with this uh I guess remote life to kind of go back into to the to the place it's whoa that that'd be weird for me it throw me off would whereas be, i could kind of where, where would you this. be interested interested in transferring if you had a chance uh i'd probably transfer directly to the irs section uh the cousin agency out there because they have their own section take the and so on and so forth yeah aren't they hiring like crazy right now 
they're 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 hiring line tax people that just kind of go different locations so if you have because there's dc area stuff but then there's a lot of different um cities got their own irs agents gotcha so that's why they're hiring all over the place because it's all over the place um whereas i'd probably still centralize over here in the dmv area but i'd probably be working with the tigda tigda is more of the the auditing branch of taxes so i wouldn't be a line tax person but i'd be like a person auditing taxes if that makes sense you got you got real quiet but it's okay yeah that makes sense i just had an amazon package yeah oh that <laughs> that's <like> important <laughs> stuff coming in i mean i want to see who's at my door <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, so that's where i'm at with that one it's not i'm in a very interesting space that i'm super i'm so comfortable that i could kind of milk this position until i retire in 15 years so it's 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 five five more years. They're gonna do a fifteen solid. No, fifteen solid. An additional fifteen, and I'm good. Like I'm good pension wise. My pension is would be valued close to like eight hundred thousand dollars. So basically, like every year, I'd be you know, be able to take or they'll be be paying me around forty thousand dollars on top of all the other investments that I have. So based on my investment schedule, the way that I'm um. Um, slated now, we probably me and my wife retire with at least four million, at least. Nice. And that's and because of of knowing that, it's it doesn't give me a lot of drive to do more. If that makes any sense. To well, I guess to do more within the career sector. Yeah, per, it's almost personal, like yeah, yeah. If if I was not making as much as I'm making, and for for full disclosure, I'm making, and you could actually Google me. I guess if you Google my name, it'll yeah, pop he up works for you, the government. You can and tell, the government, yeah. like you could you could see how much everybody in my office makes if they make over a certain. I guess if they're in a certain position, that's when all their work history is revealed, right? And you could keep up with it at all given times. So I'm making $127,000. That's really good money, for my opinion, from the work that I'm doing. Because I used to work, I used to slave out at McDonald's, FedEx, Best Buy, in the Marine Corps. Done all, I even worked retail, Gap, Old Navy, you know, loss prevention, all of this stuff. I could tell you this is pretty much cakewalk in comparison to all of those positions I've ever worked. And I'm getting paid uh, oodles more for it so for me it's almost like i feel like i've i fell into a a cushion or cush job that i could ride out for the next 15 years yeah as long as you okay with that and you guys get raises what every every year correct get raises every year and every two years or so there's like a grade um raise as well so at any given moment my and there's another thing too that for anybody who's listening if your job is not giving you a raise um, in two years, then you should be looking for other employment. Oh, absolutely. That's just absolutely. like a rule. It's just a soft rule out there that some people don't know. That job is, if they're, they're passing you over constantly for raises, then it's likely that it's never going to come. I have some friends that stayed in jobs and positions where they thought, oh yeah, next year, my manager told me next year. And then after 10 years, they're still, do, they're still saying next year. So if you're not getting promoted in um, two years or so, start really working towards certifications, changing the resume and looking for employment elsewhere, because that's probably going to give you a um, income increase that you probably never known existed. Basically, just jumping back out there. Um, yeah, yeah, life is expensive, too. So you should yeah. be out there and, and looking, even if you're comfortable in your job or um, rabbit ears, if your job is secure or not. 
um, you should be looking to see what is going on in the market in your industry to just keep an eye out of new things, new technology or new innovation or whatever to, to keep you competitive. Like what's, what's really, you know, what, what's really going on because that, that would really gain you more attraction. Cause I guess with you, it's okay. You yeah, know, but, I, but, I'll, but... I'll, add this, I'll add this too. Inflation is another key too. So if you're not getting um, a promotion, like maybe even 3 or 4%, inflation was was kicking or behind it at 8%, 5% plus. So you're basically, your dollars are not going as far as you think. And when you get promoted, people, like seriously, when you get promoted, don't go blow money on the next expense right because you're that promotion like the three percent whatever it is if you really calculate it out divided by 12 or the months you notice that you, ain't that, that much that is like 50 dollars <laughs> like you can't mine was like 100 ain't you that much like 40 dollars 50 dollars you're like what the heck but some people go out and they spend on the next big thing like maybe a thousand two thousand or even get a new car whereas in truth they never really got that much money that 3%, 5% is not really cutting. You're just keeping up with inflation at that point. So for me, I feel that I've been keeping up with inflation. And beyond that, I'm probably making likely 3x the amount um, the average American is making, right? So it's a it's a very comfortable position. And the only reason I could say that uh, with confidence is because the area that I'm in, I'm in the DMV area, even in the after the 2008 uh, recession, it's one of the first places to recover. It always stays up in terms of um, salary. It's not as high cost of living as New York. It's definitely not LA. So this is a right place so that, you know, you could really get paid, quote, unquote, the value of your work and not kind of like lose your hair. So, for example, um, this current position I have is an auditor in the state of Florida. The peak would be probably $48,000. Outside of the government, you're saying? You, no, no. In in the the same role that I'm using right now as a state government auditor, like our uh, government auditor, if I went to the state of Florida it, with the same job position with same experience, the peak, the cap over there is like forty eight thousand dollars for auditors. Oh wow! It's well, I guess insane... I guess if it, are you saying like if it was like a public auditor because I think I would think like a, no, a private no, auditor would be more yeah. money. Obviously, if you're in like a big um, one of the big fours, that's yeah. a different scenario where you're kind of like in this private corporate scenario. But majority of people are not in the big four. Majority of people that end up in an auditing field, they probably work for the state, the city, so on and so forth. And the cap on that is around like $48,000. Yeah, some people are working for er Ernest and Young and all this other stuff. Yes, a lot of those people at Ernest and Young, maybe you're starting or maybe you're mid-tier, you're probably um, getting paid around 100 k that's for sure. But the level of hours that you're billing or you're working for is a whole heck of a lot more than, you know, what I'm doing If in other terms. Like, hey, I got that 40 hours a week. I'm out. <laughs> I don't even say nothing to my manager. I'm like, deuces. You hear know what time it is? Yeah, it's a comfortable position. Yeah. yeah, for them, like sometimes they'd be working like a 70-hour week, 80-hour week. Sometimes it's, it's a norm for them to go through entire season doing like 70-hour weeks and just kind of like still pocketing the same amount of money. So it suffice to say in, in a negative way, this job is making me super relaxed and very comfortable. Way maybe too comfortable, especially having a financial plan that's you know tailored for me to actually you know still retire a millionaire, a multimillionaire, and travel the world. Are you okay with that? Yeah, and that, okay. that's weird. <laughs> I tell you right now, that's a very weird place to be. 
Because if you already have your plan, like my plan is so, I want to say it's razor tight as much as it's for, it's, it's so set. It's so, it's so good enough the way that I've, I've, I've structured it that I will get to that point no matter what. Me and my wife are set to retire early and plus pocket as much as $100,000 a year without ever running out of money. That's that's that moolah. That's that real life. Do, do you understand what we do with a hundred thousand dollars? It's basically we'll be I'll be I can basically fund myself into retirement and in retirement do nothing and still get paid the same amount. Boss. Isn't that weird? <laughs> and that's that's why I try to tell it's people. It's not weird. That's 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 the get dream. A financial what you plan. Mean? I'm like, get the financial plan, because that thing is a whole different beast. Like if you got a good plan, like you look, you you looking at. I look at my manager like, mm hmm, mm hmm. Yeah, fifteen more years, bro. <laughs> fifteen that's more it. Years. That's it. But no, um, going back to the graduation thing, uh, the degrees and stuff. Now you got all your damn degrees. Um, <laughs> it's it's nice to see everyone, you know, graduating because I seen some high school and i see people going to high school i see some people graduating from college so it's really good to see like those transitioning like people i grew up friends and childhood friends their their children going off to the second tier of their um their uh careers like college career or high school career or whatnot so it's pretty cool to see that and you posted in our group that what school was it they gave him a thousand dollars as a gift oh no that wasn't me that posted that was actually lovely, lovely. oh her she was school, salty yeah uh, well that was her <laughs> school um i think her school under maybe it was her school was it boston mass yeah, it was Boston, but isn't she in Boston? I think she because she's a oh she's in the she's graduate a graduate. Side. Yeah, yeah, that's the undergrad. Undergrad gave all the the under well the they gave all the undergrad a thousand dollars. They did not give like Bruh. the graduate a thousand dollars, which is funny because the reason they gave that much money because these these schools have been pocketing a lot of money from these kids. They got endowments. They got like. They have better funding as far as like their money makes money for them because it's also invested in the market. So they actually have investing, uh, I guess, wealth managers. The schools themselves are. Yeah, like Harvard and everything. Ooh, they're killing it. Like they're killing it because you're getting so much money from the kids every year, but you're investing that money in even at 8% or even. If they get lucky and they toss a couple in, in the Nasdaq or even um, uh, Nvidia this year, that's all that's up one hundred and sixty five percent plus. It's insane, all because you know we they have the money to invest. Yeah, it's really important where you go to school. Yeah, so well, it's, it, it's really important what you do with your money because you have to get in the position where you become an investor. I think that's the the key message because your school gonna make money out of, off of you no matter what that thousand dollars to a kid that shows you know that got it they probably blew it already on um, they, they, they probably already scheduled a flight somewhere where they're gonna blow the rest of the money so oh like they're like oh this is my gift yeah yeah <laughs> like, flies to somewhere. That, that's the thing about like free money free money comes and goes in your hand the quickest i think that's one of those most problematic things you can ever have if somebody gives you five grand yeah, it's gonna be a nice little lump sum, but that five grand will be gone by the end of this month because you you already have in your mind things that you're gonna go do with it. Maybe ten percent, twenty percent will go do something important, but then you're gonna be like, hmm, I need to treat myself and really go get me a massage every three months, three weeks. Or Hater, 
Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> Soft Nothing wrong with a massage, soft life. All you know, get the, get the a subscription at that point. Get subscribe. No, I was thinking about it. So maybe. You no, know, my buddy did it. Um, he he used to do that all the time in Tallahassee. He had subscriptions for the massage, and he also had subscriptions for the yoga stuff. So yeah, cause cause I haven't got a massage. I don't think I got any this year yet, or maybe once or twice. Not I don't get it frequently, but. When I do, it's really nice, you know? I don't know. I, I think it's just a total of just work and just kind of balancing off like family life and personal life and all this other stuff. It's just like, it's nice to kind of self-care. That self-care. No, seriously. It's, it's yeah, I'm not, yeah, it's not back. I haven't had a massage in a bit too, but I think I was spoiled. My first massage was overseas in Qatar. Because of the Marine Corps stuff. Oh, Went over of course. There. Like 20 yeah. years ago. Yo, so you haven't no, got a massage no, no, no. yet? Uh, I didn't, I, no, no. I got afterwards. I'm just saying I was spoiled because I went to Qatar and they got the massage and it was cheap. When I mean cheap, I'm, it might have been 40 bucks or 20 bucks for like two hours. And it, and it was an amazing. You said two massage. hours? Yeah. Like, I was like, what the heck is this? I, think, I paid 55 I, I think, for an hour. Hey, I, I was like walking away, man. I was like, I walked away. I'm like, this, this was amazing. And then I, you know, eventually paid for something in Miami. And I'm like, the cost is incredibly high and the skill was just not there. So I was spoiled with the idea that I need to go overseas to get actual massages that that are fairly priced. So the next massage is also already set up in my mind in Brazil at the end of this year. Nice. That's going to be, we're going to, well, we're going to, I don't even know how to say it, for Iguacazu Falls. So we're going to be out there. Yeah, it's in Brazil, but it's one of those like, you know, natural wonders. So we're going to be there next to Iguacazu Falls. There is a hotel. I think it's Hotel de Caranatas. And that thing is a luxury hotel, peak luxury. And I'm going in. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so going the, with the so car. The thing, so the Let's place roll. when you was in guitar paying for $40 for two hours, oh, yeah. you're yeah, going to yeah. do double that in Brazil? Oh, no, no, it's no. Be cheaper. The, the, the Brazil is not that cheap. No. Nah. Okay. <laughs> so I was just going to say, like, come like, what's the no. comparison in that one? No, no. It's definitely not cheap. <laughs> but but you think the quality is going to be yeah, just yeah. as Okay. You're paying for it. Okay. I, I I'm get paying for that experience of being the super luxury location. And hopefully it's up to par. But the price is actually pretty okay, too, because it's re-ice. So when you do the conversion, it's not too bad. Like maybe 70, 80 bucks or something. Yeah, I love it. Soft black man life. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the way in. So I'm I'm not mad at what you're doing. I'm just not mad. I'm just saying. Oh, oh, I, I, oh. Carlos? No, let's just call (laughs) it what it is. It is the soft life. It's it's very soft because this is the first time I I done a massage with this person named Carlos. And let me tell you, I fell asleep. I was drooling. I forgot. I I, I fell asleep. (laughs) Like I was, I I, I lost it. I, I was just out of it. It was, it felt so good but I, I i recommend it and honestly this is like the most affordable place because there's there's could not live here in west palm so there's one like this luxury um i forgot what's it called a lot of people go to it but you know they have the fountain they have all this stuff for one hour for a massage like two hundred dollars so yeah, yeah it's, it's expensive because i'm like yo you if you're gonna charge me 200 this better be primo stuff. And sometimes when you get it, at least the one in Miami. You don't even get it, a room or anything. It wasn't anything. that good. It was not that good at all. I felt jipped. 
they upcharge for no reason. I'm I was like, like no. I felt real gypped about it. So that's my only gripe about it. Like, I'd rather go somewhere else and hopefully the price comparison is different. Or I could just say, you know what? I do that. I do the chunk it as a loss, but at the very least, it was part of the, the travel experience, right? Yeah. Versus yeah. them being here and be like, I'm salty and now I'm even more mad. <laughs> You know what what I forget a lot they offer they offer foot massages. I'm like, you know what? Why I have not thought of that. Just sit down and just have a nice foot massage. Someone just rubbing my feet. I'm just like cuz you we walk so much, right? We we're, we're putting so much pressure on our feet. Remote we're sitting work. down. That's on you. You you, 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 you <laughs> Yes, I'm the office job. <laughs> I'm the office job. So but no, I I, I thought it. about it too cuz I was looking at some of their package. I'm like, "Damn, why I never thought about getting a foot massage?" So, I need to I am I am spoiling seasoned. I am about yeah, to. Yeah, but I think part of that spoiling too. If you do it right and you cut back on the stuff you don't care about, it's fine. I think that's part of how you have to construct. Like today or yesterday, I made. Um, I had some canned beefs. Um, not canned beefs. Uh, canned beans. Like some Goya ones. I seasoned the heck out of it. I did what I I, I cooked. Did you, know, did I you do? Did you make it into a burrito? Like with some sauteed no, peppers and stuff? Well, no, I didn't make it to. I've done that before. This one, I just made like a um, soup? a bean soup. Okay. And on the side, I had these um, Portuguese uh, bread. 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 Okay. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Like, I and, I, and I, I stuffed them with a little bit of prosciutto. It was on point. And then I thought to myself, the reason I did it, because we ran out of like proteins, because sometimes my, my wife would just be cooking up some, some proteins in the fridge, but we didn't have any. So I'm just kind of like, hey, there's going to be some beans today. It is what it is. I'm still going to get my proteins. And lo and behold, this is what you do when prices are going up on things like, you know, seafood, beef and chicken, and you don't have any or something like that. You, you don't just sit there and salt in the corner, like learn to cook, be a better cook, or maybe try something a little bit different, like some vegan options. You know what I have? Uh, I told you guys before I've been um, fasting. So um, I just stopped eating at what between seven and eight. I stopped eating, but I typically I have a 16 hour non eating uh, time. And then the next day starting around like between 11 and one o'clock. I start eat like late, late morning or Ooh, late afternoon. I start eating and one. So when when is your period? <laughs> then it starts like 11 and then ends at like. It ends at uh six or seven, yeah. Like now, yeah. I just I just finished um eating. So that's to say that for me, I'm learning to control my appetite, and also I don't have enough food. <laughs> I'm not like focused. No, no, I'm seriously, I'm not focused on. Oh, I need to go to the grocery store. I have a lot of spinach. I have tons of chicken and, and salmon here. But what I do is I cook in bulk. Where like for a week or two, a week and a half, I have uh, pre-cooked meals and stuff. So if I want to make a salad, if I if I want to cut up some bell peppers and stuff like that, I can eat it. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, I don't necessarily need to eat around that time. You're asleep <laughs> majority of the time anyways, right? And then, you know, early in the morning, I'm in the office. So for me, it works. I have dropped some pounds from it. But what I'm trying to do is slowly get my body to kind of transition into like a more juicing fast. I want to see how that works for more clarity for me and just get my my body a little bit more healthy because I don't want to, you know, cram my, my body with so much of processed food and stuff, which is, you know, it's, it's bad for you, but you know, in moderation, but I'm just trying not to do that. Getting older, it's like, uh, that 
inflammation, that environment that you create in your body. I don't want to do that. So, but fasting has intermediate fasting is what I'm doing. So that has been working for me. And honestly, I don't hit the grocery stores that much. Today I went because I wanted some spinach. I have tons of chicken breasts that I cooked. So I want to hit up, uh, get make some salad um, this week or whenever I get hungry. But I'm just like, it, it feels nice not to be controlled by food like as soon as you feel hungry or you think that you're hungry you know i need to go grab something to put in my mouth and that's not the case you know yeah, you know what i agree with that because ever since starting uh i guess remote work like it's so easy but like well i gotta go to the fridge go grab me some and it's right quick. there <laughs> like da, 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 da. like so there I, I personally i put on some pounds for from it and i need to do a better job of controlling it i think i've i've controlled like my weight has stopped fluctuating, it basically just gently stopped at like 200. That's it. <laughs> like it just doesn't really go up, doesn't really go down. Sometimes it does go down a good 10, but then it's like that's the 200 because my body has acclimated itself to knowing that this is what I'm eating, this is where I'm at. So now I actually need to get my behind back in the gym so I could really cut down because that's the only way you're going to do it. So there's there's a couple of things we talked about here, guys. So there's this idea of you can't really sit too passively in your job, especially if you're not getting paid enough to, to beat inflation. Second, there's a lot of pressures, social pressures that's hitting us, you know, over pandemic, over just like living, lifestyle changes, all these other stuff going around. So you kind of need to take some time out. And third, you, you do really need to control what you're eating because eventually that's going to wear down in your health. And second, you probably need to start, you know, really jumpstarting your, your exercise routine to get way more active. A lot of people just kind of do the bare minimum here and there. Maybe they work up a little bit of the sweat, but as you get older, you kind of want to push that into a little bit more overdrive to compensate for your uh, metabolism, you know, slowing down a bit, in my opinion. So I just wanted to kind of recap real quick. Yeah, we were a little bit all over the place. <laughs> no, 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 but that, that's the thing for me. I'm such, that's the kind of learner that I am anyways, maybe because I have some pseudo ADHD if they really wanted to say it, but I could always rope into what is going on. I think some people just stick with one topic and they're fine, but I'm always fine with like the conversation, knowing that this is the true value of it. The value is that we want to make sure that people understand where they're at financially, but you also want to take into account like keeping yourself whole, healthy, and sane in the process as you kind of, you know, navigate life. Absolutely, because it is going to get harder. <laughs> it does not get easier. I think it's just coming waves, right? In seasons. So you always want to stay prepared for it uh, versus reacting um, to situations. So in life yeah. mishaps, you know? I think so. today I saw um, a YouTube, in the, in the, it's, I guess it's getting a little bit um, traction here and there. I saw a YouTuber from New York. Talk about her experiences of, I guess, her losing her dreams coming to New York. So she's she got there like everybody else, going to New York, and then after six years, she's looking around like, how did I end up here? Because what was her dream? I guess it's just the New York dream. You're gonna go to the big city. The big city is gonna be like Sex in the City, like oh, the, the show. <laughs> Everything's gonna work out. Everything's gonna kind of have this thing. And she's like, she can't even get up in the morning. Like she just she depressed. Yeah, she's literally depressed. She's functionally depressed. And because of all these lifestyle ideals that we started, you know, shopping for ourselves, how we want to live. When you see Instagram, people, person with a white, you know, kitchen with a big, you know, like uh, was the big island. That's the one that you want. And if it's not shaping out that way, 
you're finding a lot of millennials or Gen Z now are getting to a position where they're realizing that it's a little bit more out of reach than they thought it was. And they're just unhappy. So her conversation, when she when she made that statement that she just she quit being ambitious, which is weird, but it's probably the same thing that I'm kind of saying in a certain way, too. Like you quit the the pursuit. And I, I don't think that's a good thing. I think that's something you need to get out there and push and find real balance uh, because it's not going to be good for those people, especially when I'm looking at her, what she's doing. I'm like, eh, she's struggling. And yeah, I mean, I ain't is it is it is it ambitious or is is it you need to let go of that expectation that you have? It's a combination of both. Um, yeah. Or even like she said, she's in a job that she doesn't really care for, but she's just learning to cope with it. She's in a, a, a 700 square foot uh, space or something or a little bit less that she's just learning to cope with. And she's just sitting there and she's trying to find, I guess, the way that she framed it. She's just a lot of people are like that. And they're just trying, now trying to find online community to be like that together. And I'm like, man, this is terribly sad because she doesn't like <laughs> this is like tough for her. And I need to get out whatever funk that I'm in so I don't end up being, you know, almost like life ambitiousless or something. Liga Menage? Had a boyfriend or something? Oh no, no, I don't think I don't at least she didn't say anything about it. She didn't look bad or something. So I think she could. But I think there's a lot of people that are also, you know, the the loneliness e- epidemics too. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, is it a part of that too? it's probably part of that like it's likely 100 percent part of that because sometimes when people are with somebody else at least they're you know it don't feel as alone yeah, yeah they're kind of yeah. like going through maybe they even have kids and they kind of push it push it push it but i think we're finding more people are are not coping well with the ideal life that they thought they were going to have and now waking up when they're you know okay imagine and when you're 20s you're like man lifestyle yolo everybody's having a good good time we're swag surfing in the, the clubs everything's gonna be like this and we're gonna be grown sexy like we see on tv and then you wake up somehow right way later when you're 35 plus you grow you ain't sex <laughs> like, you're like, you're, and you're like yo they're struggling i'm looking at them in there and i'm i i you know, maybe it's a certified fraud examiner thing to me, but I'm able to look at people and I'm like, I could diagnose what they're going through because I maybe I have a certain level of empathy too. I'm looking at them like, yo, you're really struggling with this because you haven't let go of this idealized version of reality where in truth, this is the real reality. This is it. A lot of people were living, you know, hard yeah. lives and it never meant that they were bad people. It's just like, like our, our parents were good people. Generally, they never, you know, they they weren't like out there being alcoholics. They weren't out there doing drugs. They weren't all this partying, but yet they were working very hard. And yet life was still very difficult for them. I want to challenge that. What What is a hard life? I'm well, not talking about our parents. I'm talking about the people that are saying this. Like, what is a hard life? Because I think, I think once I started right. to, and I think I went, I went through a season of that in my late 20s and before I bought the house. And it was just like. I was thinking like, oh, this is not what I expected. But then when I start uh, using the technique of gratitude and just writing down what I'm grateful for, what I'm thankful for, like just basic things I'm thankful for. And this is before I got Bruno. I was just like thankful I had a job (laughs) during the pandemic. Like I was working remote, you know, and I didn't, I was an essential worker, whereas my job did not consist of being on the front lines and being in front of people constantly, right? And I had a, a a place, I have food and God forbid, if I did not have money, 
my my mom was an hour away my sister was close by my brother was close by i will always have access to food you know what i'm saying and like my bills were paid no matter if the credit card balance wasn't paid off that month it's cool like i was looking at those small things well to me it was big but i was just like my life is not hard i think sometimes for me i was putting it in my mind of the idea of what i needed or what i wanted comparing to what i have now so that's what i'm saying like is it really hard you know like you have it's not a job that you like i was in a job almost four years i didn't like well it was okay it just the the salary right but then i got to a much higher paying job with more responsibility now i'm a little slightly mental uh burnout but it's just like it's things really hard for us like i can't really it's, you can't it's, really it's, empathize with it low-key i'll be honest nah i can't yeah I, and I, <laughs> I, I really right. i really i really can't it's like you live you live in one i'm just gonna use this i'm using the example from the woman from youtube you just mentioned you live in one of the most expensive cities in the world right new york's expensive but it's one of the most incredible and influential cities in the world for a reason right and it's isn't amongst of opportunities some people make it and some people don't right and you meet so many incredible people uh in new york yeah you have to hustle yeah you have to work twice as hard but what that what those experiences have made you who you are you get what i'm saying versus if you would have been somewhere else not living up to your potential at least striving to be your potential i think we lose out on the journey of who we becoming because we're in a season of kind of limbo and i felt that years ago i was in a season of limbo like i'm not with this person this job's not meeting my standard you know you get what i'm saying but i'm just like but looking back from 10 15 years ago i would never have imagined my life like this you know and i think sometimes when people say it's it's hard i'm like what about it is hard when you're mobile you're relatively healthy you have a job you're probably living alone or you have a a a roof over your head you know you're accessible to family or support if needed right so yeah i I will say it's hard for me to empathize with people sometimes like is it hard or you just making it or it feel hard to you Ooh, you you get uh, you trying to be like me with the financial trauma though like what's up with you oh my god <laughs> we're not about to do that this is a Low new key. day <laughs> Low key. That, that, but that was we're exactly not about my, to do that, that. This but that's the day. same energy though like, don't try to make it seem like it's not the same energy it's the same energy whereas we're i think we're at the point maybe because we had it very rough or maybe we had that epiphany of kind of like getting ourselves psyched up out of it that we could look at other people says exactly that ask that question what exactly are you talking about that is hard because the same person that that posted about this she got like a hundred thousand views on youtube and i'm pretty sure eventually she's gonna get enough things and people are gonna have a good residual income from youtube of maybe 20k a year or something like that even at 30k a year she's gonna get to that point and I'm like you are remarkably yes yeah, i see i've I seen that i've seen her before yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so you're like you are remarkably more blessed than you believe yourself to be and i think i agree with you on that a lot of people typically we 
we look at the worst things and we awfulize it like uh, Elizabeth Warren said, or Elizabeth White, I think that's her name, not Warren. Elizabeth White said a long time ago, it's like, yeah, we awfulize our reality. We make it seem like it's like the worst ever. But to your point, she's living in a great city. She has a remarkable amount of opportunities. And she's also living in one of the best countries in the world in regards to social mobility and opportunity. Because there's a lot of places where, hey, if you're feeling down and out, nobody cares about that. Like everybody's up in the morning, got to go to work. <laughs> Like there, you know, if you don't go to um, get up in the morning, you're not going to eat. So there is this ideal and you, you're 100 percent right. At least maybe I lean towards that, that we do have to ask ourselves the question. What exactly is so difficult about how good we have it? And yeah, to know we, that we and to recognize it, it. Yeah, we and really to just have be like, good. hey, it's not it's not life is not, hey, driving in the Lambo which is, I guess it's a thing that people want to do or being at the exclusive party. That's not even real life. All of that is very fake. And a lot of people are struggling with their own version of mental health, or they might be on the run from the IRS for, for our, our, or the feds because it got PPT loans. So there's all of this stuff that we need to really wash our mind from and maybe even disconnect and connect with something greater in the sense of like community, people around you, do, do pottery, go running, do or cycling with other people, get out of the game of thinking that woe is me. And maybe that might help you. It's, and I think um, for me too, that's why I think I lean back to the gym, like physically go to the gym versus uh, working, uh, working out at home, which was sometimes could be convenient, but there was um, one one day after work, when I went to the gym and I seen someone on a wheelchair working out, literally paralyzed from the, the, the knee down, but they're working out their arms. If that don't put anything in perspective, at least for me, <laughs> I don't know what will. All right. Ooh, so, yeah, I had, you know, I'm, when I was I'm, running and I'm just, and I'm, and, and, and I'm just like crying and puffing and doing the, doing the most like, oh, I don't want to do this. And I don't blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to do this. And so I'm like, yo. And I think about, it, I'm just like, God woke me up. I am mobile. I have two legs. You know, I can actually work out. Like it's just me standing in my own way. Like I don't want to, you know, go through this, you know, entire hour and a half workout. But I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna push myself. I use an app to help me uh, work on different body parts. So I'm gonna push myself, right? But don't. I think a lot of us are really experiencing really bad intrusive thoughts, where now it's so cumbersome with social media that is ongoing like it's almost that tab you can't get rid of every time you turn on your um computer you know it's like constant reminder constant you, you know images in your face of what your life should have been what it should have been like and all these expectations let me tell if you're listening let me tell you something you would not be at this age again you would not be at you know when you were 20 <laughs> 10 years ago 15 years ago that has passed this right now is what matters. Like I will, I will not be 33 again. Like this, this is it. <laughs> you know, you only get older and in those seasons, those experiences, you, you experience this, you feel them and you just move on. And that's what it is. If you sit there and you wave and you self load, it's like, you're not going to progress in anything. And I had to kind of like snap out of it. And so that, yo, know, I'm only, 
in this season once, right? Or in this age once, let me try to live up to whatever that experience may be for this season and be the best that I can. Like I can't continue to self low because I experienced a lot of intrusive thoughts. But if you allow it to kind of take over you, I'm on like almost it's like um, emotional sabotage where it's like choking you, like the heaviness, the weight of it. And I think sometimes people just take it so far where they feel so alone. They're not. We're all feeling some level of loneliness or no one else feel this what I'm feeling. But understand, man, you're you're blessed in what you really think. You know, I, I think most people should do some level of, of gratitude because like my brother said, it can always be worse. That's my little tangent. <laughs> yeah, that's that military. It can always be worse. It can always be worse. <laughs> it can always be tougher. And you're right about that because I was on that um, half half marathon before. That might have been my second one. Well, that's probably my first one. When I was running, I was thinking to myself like, man, this is terrible. Uh, I'd rather be walking or something. And then... What's, and I'm slowing down to the point where I start walking and the pe- the person that passes me is a, a person with like, I guess, one leg. I'm like, what the? The person that passed me after that, I'm like, oh, he he has, I, I start telling myself, you know, these thoughts. It's like, yo, oh, he has something to run for or whatever. And then like, oh, the next person that passed me is a person that seemingly looks like they're carrying a lot more weight than I am. So the more and more people pass me, the more and more I realize I'm... I'm the one that's not putting out a hundred percent. I'm the one that's really kind of holding my own self back. What to your point, there's people that have, you know, debilitating, um, debilitating diseases or even people that are struggling with, with severe headaches or a lot of, you know, bodily pain that they can't get rid of, but yet they're doing these amazing things. And to be almost like soaking in your, your own, like, you know, almost like your own feces at that point, <laughs> like soaking your own problems over and over and over again, it doesn't offer uh, a lot of resolution. And I think that's where I want to go with the way that I, I I formulate conversation with people. I don't want to sit there with them in a problem. I want to show them it's possible to live differently so they can move away from those problems. Yeah, you definitely have, you, you have to have peace you have to have you have to create peace in your life in your world because this things that are going on right now <laughs> inflation politics like so many like laws and regulations and like school shootings it's, it's so much such a mess you know that like you don't want to um trying to say like carry that weight and sometimes i feel it's other people weight versus your own because a lot of things you can't you can't change it the things you can change, you're not even trying to control that. You're trying to control things you can't. I don't know, but but I I see the the video that you sent me. She has over thirty five k uh subscribers. I remember when she was trying yeah. to um grow her subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, I like I like her film. I like how she cut her. Uh, it's very um cinematic. 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 Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like i like the the crispiness everything and she and she has a lot of personality too so she just got to keep going yeah i think that's part of what she wanted to do as well as is acting so she already has that kind of like that's the field that she studied so she'll be fine i it think like she just, could be a filmmaker yeah at some point it's just the question is will she even be happy so i think as at any point for all of us whatever wherever you're at right now in life let's say if you're married or let's say if you have kids are you happy with that or let's say you have you know a home are you happy with that let's say you're 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 married not married or 
traveling, whatever it is, if you're not happy, then it's more of a problem. I recently posted about the whole, I guess a person that was traveling and they realized they were broke at the end or something. And I guess at some point, the people that love to travel, I, you know, in their minds, they thought I was kind of like, I guess, pushing against it. But I'm like, I'm not pushing against it. For one, I think you should definitely travel if you have a good plan. That's for sure. But for me, I'm like, yo, you knew what you're getting into. So even if you travel and end up being broke, don't complain about it. Just know that this is what you this is what you signed up for. This is what you got I, in the I, game. I feel like with social media, it, it has its seasons, right? Because, or at least we have a buzz. I'm trying to say like a buzz uh, word for that season, that four or five year time span. Because I remember before I got off IG the first time back in maybe like 2017, 2018 or something like that. I was off, I was off of IG maybe two years, a year and a half or something. And it was like all about travel, 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 like constantly, right? Content creators traveling, traveling. Like yeah, Dubai. that was like 2019 before okay. the pandemic. That was yeah, but pandemic, like everybody was just like, it's all about travel. Now it's like, you know, settle down with your family, you know, get a family, you know, build generational wealth, <laughs> you know, all these things. <laughs> like, generational wealth no, think, no, think about it. Think about, no, it. Think about these things. It became LLCs, LLCs, um, NFTs. That's because um, everybody got more money from the stimmies and PPP loans, so everybody was. It's, it's, that it's, this, it's this theme that I'm noticing that is is happening. I'm kind of curious what's going to be the next theme for yeah, the next five that years. A, a social zeitgeist. It's just the way that yeah everybody shifts towards one direction. And they don't even know how. That's the same way we found like a lot of people are going to Tulum. And I'm looking around at them like, you even know what's in Tulum? But they're all going to Tulum because some celebrity went and eventually everybody started to go. Or some celebrity went to um, somewhere, Catania, Catania, uh, Colombia, and everybody started to go there because it just something that they saw. Yeah. So everybody is just kind of like chasing the other one because there's just there's so few people that are truly leaders. And even the slightest way in our in 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 our network or whatever it is, it's so few people that are creatively unique that go their own path. And then there's a lot more people that are followers. And people that are followers just they just copy paste, but they lose out on the opportunity to grow and kind of carve their own path. So anybody that's listening, stop trying to follow people all the time. You never know what you get into. <laughs> No, I'm I'm so curious what's gonna happen the next five years or six think, years. What's gonna be the new theme? I think the next five and ten, and this is what I've been waiting for, is that financial piece. I think a I, lot. I of know that's what you're waiting for. You're I'm like, waiting how? for it. I'm waiting for it because I know it's gonna hit a lot of people, and maybe at that point, I don't expect everybody to pivot in the right direction. But I know some people are gonna be like, you know what? It's time for me to to, to change up because it's going to be a lot harder for people to maintain any form of lifestyle, especially as they age. Maybe the next generation will go through their own struggles, but my generation of people will start looking around like, dang, I'm, you know, just like that guy is like, I'm 40 and I don't have any savings at all. Or I'm 50. A lot of them are going to be like, I'm 50 and I have nothing saved. And I think we have a lot of people in our network that are more, more like that than we realize. Oh yeah, because uh, you post um, what's her name? I forgot her name, but she was on the um, Housewives and yeah, British, British, British Williams, Williams, yeah, yeah. She was on the house, 
Was it a housewives or basketball yeah, wise? It was yeah, basketball. basketball. Hey, it's same it's thing. one of same thing. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. There's no differences here. Yeah, and she's young. She's only she's my age. She's thirty three. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, they gotta give you the fat time. This is not right. Oh yeah, like thirty years. She's looking <laughs> this at thirty. Is federal that's prison. thirty minimum because it was, it was thirty on one of the counts. Because wire so transfer. Many of the other ones like lying to the IRS and whatever. I'm like, she's about to get this thirty. Let let her get this thirty. Because it's just going to be more, I guess, it's more important that she gets the time because it's going to force people not to do it. A lot of people in our community went down this path in 2020, 2021, where they just, hey, they were, I remember people, quote unquote, legit people telling others, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're giving out these PPP loans, just create a uh, a business and you're going to go get it. There's a lady called, I think her name is Lynn. Or something. I remember her her recording, and I think she was with she recorded it with his and her money, and she was going around telling the, people the, the his his and her uh, podcast. Yeah, his and her money podcast. I'll never forget it because she went on there and she was telling people, "Hey, this is what you're gonna do to create a a business, and then you're gonna apply for the PPP loan." And I that was that point where I realized that the world has went a little bit crazy. Because she's one, she was renowned, renowned person, whatnot. But she was telling people, "This is what you need to do." Do X, 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 and everybody was almost like they're cheering for it. So we got to a point where in 2020, 2021, and into 2022, you had people that were living a different type of lifestyle by pulling in, you know, quote unquote, free money, millions, and using it to buy, you know, homes, uh, changing their bodies. And also promoting a lifestyle. And and one of my friends is like, oh, yeah, the people were, you know, struggling. They needed a chance. I'm like, it's one thing you needed a chance. And what you did was feed your family. It's one thing that you, you bought a home because you oh, paid off your chance. student loans. For God's yeah, yeah, paid off your student loan, <laughs> paid off some credit cards. But you find out these people did. Did he, did he do those things? <laughs> like, they didn't pay off no credit card for that. They went in. They went travel more and they they promoted it on social media in the most toxic way that other people felt that they needed to do it too. So I've heard story about Atlanta, like like the city, not you. But I'm about to say what I do. Yeah, like, not you, like <laughs> the city. The city was filled with people that were just scamming. Like if you weren't scamming, you felt like you were missing out. But I mean, it's known for that though. Atlanta, the well, city, yeah, it's known yeah. for scams and city. Yeah, I think Miami is bad. No, Atlanta is. Oh yeah, no, no. The state of Florida is bad with the fraud, but that scam culture for that PPP. We do, we do high insurance fraud here, like credit card. But they do a lot of credit cards. Yeah, they did the home insurance fraud. They did the what the school frauds too. We're big on that in in the South Florida. Yeah, we we, we're big on that one. We use (laughs) we use other students, (laughs) other student socials and stuff. Yeah, the high school fraud, the nursing frauds. You know, Haitians. You know, we we cornered that market and that nursing fraud. But now, now it's picking up traction because all these people that were doing all these PPP scams and everything, it, they're getting X amount of time, mm-hmm. you know, X amount of time and, and living the high life because what's his name? The mm. artist Fetty Wap. You remember him? With the yeah. one eye? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He the, got six years. Name. Yeah, he got six years uh, drug, uh, uh, drug tra- trafficking. Oh, did not know that. I know you. Yeah, he recently he got sentenced. Bit. Yeah, he, he was arrested. <laughs> he was arrested in twenty twenty one, and then yeah. he he recently just got sentenced uh, six years. And I think that was kind of light for neurotics, um, for the drugs, whatever. But I think he doesn't have any priors. 
Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, he got six years. But he mentioned because he was on some, sh- he recorded something for someone in in prison and gave it to like like an interview style, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he mentioned that he knew um things were going downhill when he stopped booking. Like his shows wasn't a hundred thousand anymore. Mm-hmm. But he was still spending. Like he was yeah. making that money from that song. Um, I forgot the name of the song, but um, because he had like a, a group of people he was like paying hey, and yeah. taking on, you know, shopping sprees, and he was paying people houses and all this stuff. And he has a lot of children and mm-hmm. their families, so that money dried up. Yeah, <laughs> like, I got, I got to keep it going. You know, that's when he did drugs. A lot of their money dries up really quick. I was just thinking about basketball players and like. Remember Blake Griffin by any chance? No, I gotta Google him. Who he? Yes, <laughs> like he was around. Like for some reason, I just he just fell out. And the, today, I was listening to the kind of basketball what, commentary. What team? He was at one point. He was in the Clippers. I think he was in somewhere in Northeast. Uh, yeah, he was in Northeast for a bit. I forget exactly what it is, but his name is Blake Griffin. If you oh, look I remember him, up, him. See, yeah, yeah, with the see? red hair. There yeah, the, he'll, yeah, he'll pop up, and then at some point, he disappeared. Where did he and go? I'm thinking to myself, I don't say he did anything wrong. To be honest with you, I, I have no idea. But it's just so interesting how people could, you know, be here and then not. This idea of like they um, literally have an article fame. says what happened to Blake Griffin, <laughs> like, the fame, the whatever, and somebody was like, oh yeah, he wanted to live a quiet life. Let, let's not be, let's not be facetious here, guys. Some people just fall off because that's the that's the nature of the fame, the celebrity. As much as they they might he be here for five, ten years, you know, as soon as they fall off the limelight, they're just gone. And that's actually, to me, that's terrifying. I think they probably live in a terrifying space. And that's probably why um, somebody like um, Gabrielle Union was talking about the whole financial trauma and being 50-50. Because for her, she even talked about it during the pandemic that a lot of these, you know, what she even said it. A lot of the people that we perceive to be black um, yeah. movie yeah. You know, people, Elites, whatever they are, yeah. they're just living paycheck to paycheck. And she said it then. This is why I'm like, I need to take her financial trauma thing seriously. But she take it, she said it then. And it was true. And even like Chris um, Tucker, no, Chris Rock said the same thing too before he got slapped by um, Will Smith. <laughs> Smith. Before he got smacked, he said the same thing too. A lot of people were calling him to try to bail, bail them out because they were living paycheck to paycheck. A lot of these people that we see that promotes the glitz, the glam, the lifestyle, in truth, they don't got it like that. People in living, uh, living single, a lot of the like um, Singleton, the guy, as well as the lady Kim um Cantrell, maybe or whatever it is Kim Cantrell, yeah Kim Cantrell you talking from um living single yeah Show? a lot of the yeah. living like half of the living single people are living paycheck to paycheck or even broke not Queen Latifah but yeah not Queen Latifah <laughs> but they're, you know obviously the rest of them it's like they broke no the other one she she's doing pretty well she has a a, a black comic book uh company what's her name oh no you talk about I know you talk about like yeah, she she was the Alex, attorney, Alexander, Alexander, Alexander something. Yeah, she's still yeah. she's still acting. And no, she's no, she. It's why I said half. I said I didn't say all of them. I said after after them, they they ain't doing what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, like and because the lifestyle itself costs a lot to maintain. Because you you do have to dress up the part when you're a celebrity. You have to look like a million bucks, so therefore you dress like a million bucks to go to. That's why I couldn't be events. a I couldn't be a celebrity like that because I feel like 
Who, who has makeup, time for that? The makeup team, the yeah. hair, the look, the That's photographer. Because not only are you just getting photographers on the side, you got to get your own photographer to catch you on the right, right angles. Like for you. somebody at FinCon? Oh, yeah. And then you also have to get <laughs> you have to get the what's, what happens. Yeah. You get the right look, but then you also have to have the team that block out the bad pictures. Like Beyonce, there's a couple bad pictures of Beyonce before that drop. And it gets scrubbed off the internet. Oh yeah, I remember. She mm-hmm. has a team that that she pays to do that. So there, there is a payoff for this. There is a amount of money that you pay for this level of celebrity. And the moment the if you didn't structure your money right or your mindset right, you could lose everything. And I think that's where a lot of people are at, even at the bare, you know, the our level as non celebrities, a lot of people are living that paycheck to paycheck. And the moment something goes wrong. It's all it's it's all going down the drain. Yeah, because didn't Gabrielle Union? Because I seen a little bit of her interview. Um, she said that she t- he takes it he takes care of um his older relatives on mm-hmm. um, her husband's side, and she also do it on her side as well. So they take care of family members. It's not just their household uh, solely. So she was saying like it, it is a pressure where you have to constantly work to do something to make sure that income driven is still there. Right. Um, it's a when- pressure only that if you allow, especially at their level to allow it to become that much of a financial pressure. So basically the houses you buy the, you know, the, the, the living chefs that you, you have coming, making your food, that's you, you know, you have to kind of branch out mentally away from it because if you do these things, you always have to keep working to keep it up. Lifestyle inflation is 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 serious. <laughs> it is very very serious. Cause once like they'll be so hard to give up if you've been going like 10, 15 years with a personal chef who's been you know creating schedule yeah killing it, it. Make, killing make, it. making sure your body everything your health is right anything that you need it's like and then you go and with nutrition. nothing like i don't know i don't <laughs> i don't even right. remember how to cook like what do i do <laughs> yeah they're like they, i have to go home go home why you can live here <laughs> you know so it's just uh, I, 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 I can see I that lifestyle inflation is is it's, it's not going to get any easier you know what I'm saying? As social media blows up as as it is, now we have AI. Like you can actually use people's voices. Um, is it's not gonna get any easier. The man- manipulation is gonna get harder uh, for people, and the mental capacity capacity and strength of people is gonna become um, weakened because of the social comparison that we do. Funny enough, um, and I want you, uh, whoever listening, I want you guys to check this out. On on the New York Times, the daily podcast, I think it was like a few days ago, they did a thorough research on this company where it's like an organization, like a nonprofit organization, whatever, where they use robo calls to get donations from regular people. And I heard it, like heard one of the robo calls. Tell me someone called me last year and I remember that call. Cause he was trying to, he was trying to, um, what did he say? He, he, and not even though I was talking to a robot, he was trying to, uh, earn money for the police Academy for the kids or something along those lines. Then he was being pushy. I'm like, nah, I'm good. And he just, you know, hung, I hung up the phone, but I wasn't even talking to a real person. 
straight up yeah. LG. It yeah. was it was a it was a a robo like a a robot. And they in what what it sound like a, a it sound like a country person like they're from like out west or something like that like Midwest or something. And but it sounds so American and real. Right, it was like, and this oh, is I'm why so... I am a certified fraud examiner. Like, I, I, when they call it's me, crazy. I know exactly it's, it's fraud. Like, but you, it's you crazy. Got they they use See, they they become use a certified technique. CFE guys and actually beat the scammers. <laughs> no, I was gonna give nobody my. I was like, do you guys have a website or something? I was not gonna give my uh, car information to nobody over the phone. That's a no no. But no, um, they use this technology to uh, manipulate the voice. And the um, inflection of, you know, American people, how they speak or what you think they would say and everything. And people fall for it. And that's how they gain like, no, $20 here, $30 there over how much they made. I think they made like $20 million. And then a portion of that didn't even go to the nonprofit and it's legal. That's the whole crazy Ooh. thing about it. It's very yeah. you got to check it out. I'll, I'll send it. A lot of people thing. are falling for these scams. I see sometimes like I get like the emails. I said, "Oh, Amazon delivery. Click here." I'm looking at it like, "Nah." Or oh, the PayPal one. I ain't yeah. never did that. I'm, I'm like, I ain't never did that at all. Like that's a scam to me. But I'm pretty sure the reason that they send these things out in such frequencies because it works. You know, even if it's not working on me, it's likely working on somebody else. Yeah, it's so those they just scary. keep doing it over and over and over again and. You, you got to be mindful. And I'm happy, to, like, at least the Haitians, they've never been good on computers. So I'm happy they're not looking at, like, some emails. Like, my mom is checking their email because I'm pretty sure they'd be sending her some stuff as well. Yeah, my mom knows not to give her information. Oh, she know. knows. But my mom, my mom would be halfway in until it's too late. The only thing I don't like is, especially with this technology advancing the way it is. Because, again, when I was listening to it, when I, when I got a chance to listen to The Daily on the New York Times, when I heard him, like, oh my gosh, they called me too last year because I remember that that tone and that voice and, and that accent, right? The only thing I don't like is, because um, you know, it, it went kind of semi-viral um, last month or a few months ago where uh, AI technology, they'll take the voice of Rihanna, voice of Drake and kind of like put it on another track. It's their voice, but they're different. Yeah. They're singing it's different a, tones. It was a Drake. It was a Drake song. But they did it. a Rihanna. They did a Beyonce. Really yeah, they did like a few of them. So my fear is if they could take celebrity voices, they could take anybody else's voice. Like it could be an actual AI. No, no, no. Okay. If they have recorded, if they have yeah. recorded recorded voice out there on the internet for you, or something like they can use, why not? If they can manipulate oh, yeah, those yeah, people, oh, oh, why, oh, oh, why can I'm they not like, manipulate regular here, people? For anybody that's li listening here, right? People like Drake has tons of recorded con um, dialogue or music, and therefore their voice is out there, so AI could actually source that. People like ourselves, Alana. So you might want to be in fear because we have the podcast and it's somewhere on YouTube. Exactly. AI can source the heck out of that. But the average person doesn't have enough tracks um, to actually be sourced. So if they're not, you know, in the news, they're not doing podcasts, they're not doing all this. Like the amount of voice recordings that you have out there about you as a regular person does not really exist. So for it, it wouldn't be on mass like that, that it would kind of affect everyone as much more. It affect people like, you know, celebrities like Barack Obama, like you have nothing. You got speeches for hours. Right. So you could source that information, you know, and get the sounds from it and kind of get his vocal tone, which a lot of his vocal tone was copied off of, I uh, believe he even said himself from 
you know, from the mastery of listening to um, pastors and preachers. That's how he changed his tone of voice to actually become, you know, I guess, get to the point where he became the president. So the, his delivery was not that like that at the very beginning. It became like that because he kept on listening to other people and kind of mirrored his voice to to drop it at those those octaves, those tones, the the charisma in there. That's where he got it from the pulpit. Yeah, but still not AI though. I'm just saying he the same way that he did it as a human being that's what exactly what AI is going to do with his voice just going to copy different instances of his voice and recreate it in a different way yeah Basically, that's, like reline that's, and that, it's, that's that's just scary though and I, I don't think but the are, you call, are, are you calling up. are you calling Barack Obama like he's going to call you on the phone and say hey what's up you know in your conversation no I'm not I'm, I'm not saying that I, I'm, I'm not saying that but, but what if someone tried to manipulate and 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 call me same like a different number but my voice the my brother's voice is on the other line and asking me to do something your voice your brother is not out there in the streets we are the ones for the streets <laughs> no, but, <laughs> like I'm, but, but i'm saying you just you just don't know how far this technology you, you see saying, what it can I'm do and the potential it can possibly do other things that's what i'm saying the laws your need to brother catch up. should be afraid of you <laughs> I'm the scammer. <laughs> yeah, like if you call, like he'd be like, mm, I don't know. It might be AI. Like who knows? I don't know. She does travel, so I'm not sure. <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, it sounds a little muffled. Or yeah, that 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 calls like, hey, the, the email is like, I'm stuck in the middle of whatever in Asia somewhere. Send me some money. Yeah, but my brother's smart. He'll just hang up and probably call me. <laughs> no, I, no, not just that. Like I remember those emails. Like, Shane, I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere. You might, might want to send me some money. I'm like, you stuck in the middle of nowhere? Wow, how do you? Get yeah, there? they stop. They stop I'm doing. I, I don't. I don't see that as much. Or maybe just they, the the. Uh, I'm that person. I'd be like, oh, how did you get stuck over there? Yeah, they they stopped doing. Now now the scammers from Nigeria and other other common places are um, just reaching out on people on social media and trying to become their their um spouse and boyfriend and you know catfishing oh, I'm getting the, the scammers that do the hey hey i'm I'm following you for a while you know hey you know i do real estate do you do real estate i'm like oh shoot <laughs> let's go to scam <laughs> run the plane run the plane <laughs> like i was thinking about getting to some forex forex <laughs> run the plane. that just went away huh no it doesn't go away it's, it'd be in the background somewhere I don't hear about it. I block. I block a lot of random people that send me stuff, man. I was straight up like, mm, two seconds in, you're talking about forex. It's a block. It's a it's a block. Restrict and delete. I still That's know what forex too. is. What is it? It is a foreign exchange uh, market. Uh, it's always been around for. They make it sound like it's brand new, and they shorten down the word. But it's foreign exchange. It's the transaction between uh, the um, currency from different the countries. currency exchange. Yeah, I remember. Okay, yeah, now it's coming it's to only. Me. It's actually the worst thing you can ever do. So anybody listening right now, forex is it's not good at all. They just lie to you. You'd have to have a lot of money to begin with to make any level of like like a penny here and there, and then you have to literally have a computer. They they have computers that could try to do that, like trying to like microsecond time it. Whereas one currency is higher versus one currency is lower. So you're trading and bartering currency. So if American dollar is up by two cents, then you, then I guess you sell the American dollar. Yeah. To yeah. The, to the, to it's the almost euro, like, it's almost like a day got, trading, yeah, yeah, but it's currency. Money. It's currency, currency exchange. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, bro. it's silly. It is a silly thing to do. Don't do it. <laughs> it's, it's a waste of your time and your money. What we do oh, for man. fast cash. 
Mm-hmm. Anybody can do it. But I think we've run the course of this entire conversation where we try to give you guys some perspective on how to really see this moment that you're living in. It's not as bad as you might think it is. Um, take your time, breathe in the morning, find a bit of gratitude, really stand uh, 10 toes down and, and and know where you are because that's how you're going to prevent scammers from kind of getting into your mind or even those thoughts that uh, Alana talked about earlier, those uh, negative thoughts. Those, um, what do you call them earlier? Those thoughts? It's called intrusive thoughts. Intrusive thoughts. That was really deep. You, you learned that in therapy, didn't you? But ultimately, you can find me in the, the internet streets and I'll try to not be as caustic. I've calmed down from my, my beef with whoever. And <laughs> for now, for now, I'm still working on it though. But for now, I'm a little bit chill out about it. You can find me on the, the streets though. <laughs> thank you everyone for listening to another episode of tfg you can find me alanta elson on ig you can also check me out on the youtube streets i have previous episodes on that um and people are really checking out the home loan um uh, episode that you i sound like put a out. scammer you sound like a scammer when you said that home loan <laughs> yeah, no yeah, no like so if you don't know i used my uh 401k i took it a loan now for my 401k to purchase my current home and i speak about that process on my youtube so you can check out that video because someone randomly hit me up about that so yeah i'm on ig as well as youtube or just anywhere with my name thank you guys so much for tuning in tfg we're out Thank you for listening to the Financial Griot Podcast, powered by the Wealth Builders Collective.